O'Brien. Thank you all for joining us today for another exciting Super Sidekicks podcast. Um, so, how's everything going? Good, good. We've been uh, busy. Yeah, I've been pretty busy lately, you know, especially with our um, focus on Dungeons and Dragons lately. <laughs> uh, maybe if you guys see, uh, we do have a previous podcast about our Dungeons and Dragons experience, and I'm sure we'll expand upon that in future videos as well, too, because we're starting to deep dive. Yeah, you're, you're, you're deep in there. I'm deep in there, and uh, I hope you continue on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I'm actually I'm plotting my next... Uh... It seems like we're all going to start rotating out as far as who's dungeon mastering. So my last campaign ended, but I'm I'm prepping pretty hard for my for my next one. Are you doing it as your own story or something? Uh, I'm making someone else's story my own. So I'm kind okay. of taking some elements that I really really liked. Like I like the the con- concept of someone else's game, where it's it's not. It's like a. It's almost like it could be its own board game. Okay. Um. So it'll be. It'll be interesting. I'll have. Some like, laws of nature that I get to play with a little bit. Board game will that include miniatures. Yes. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yep. Actually, it'll be heavy, map reliant. So I'll have to, figure out a way to draw a big map. But you're only gonna need the one. No, I'm not gonna. But the foundation is Dungeons and Dragons. Foundation is Dungeons and Dragons. We'll be playing that as the game, but the. Uh, the rules are, are a little bit... The rules are still Dungeons & Dragons. I don't know how to explain it without giving you away the plot. Okay, well, Things fun. change a little bit. See. Yeah. So it'll, be, it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, me, I've been doing stuff with miniatures lately. Painting and I'm trying to... You, as we were doing today, a little bit of terrain <laughs> work as well. Yeah, I didn't even know that, that was, uh, that's what people made it out of. But you got some, some insulation to make the... Uh... Like yeah, yeah, you're foam using insulation. insulation foam um, essentially to uh, to make the terrain. You paint over it, and then you kind of add um, some. I can't remember what the spray is called, but uh, Minowax polyurethane is cool. what it is. Um, and it actually doesn't melt the foam either, as long as you get it painted. But yeah, a lot of these tips actually came from um, a YouTube channel here. I'm trying to pull it up real quick too, because. Uh, Give a shout out, but let's see if we can find it. Well, I don't think I can find it right now. I must have X'd it out. Oh no, here it is. <laughs> Black Magic Craft. Some great tips for making uh, terrain. Yeah, they had some really cool stuff up there. Maybe we can like throw a couple images up. But uh... yeah, but um, let, you know, let's switch back maybe to uh, some gaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, since uh... it's been a little bit. Uh, I mean, hasn't been that long. We do gaming stuff all the time, but E3 is actually around the corner. I yeah. believe it's going to be June 10th to the 15th or so. And, um, you know, like like every year, E3 tends to be pushed as a big deal, you know, for gaming news, announcements, things like that. And uh, obviously, there's going to be a presence from the big three, as well as other companies as well for, uh, you know, manufacturers, publishers, excuse me, developers. Um so, you know, maybe let's break down into the big three. We'll start off with Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox. Cool. Or Microsoft, excuse me. And kind of, you know, go into what we hope to see and maybe what we'll look forward to. Um, maybe we'll start off with Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't really have a, phys- have a huge physical presence. They do a lot of the live streaming during, the, um, during E3, so... You know, especially with the Switch being important, a uh, big focus for them right now. Is there anything you're uh, anticipating? Hoping um, to see? I'm hoping to see... I mean, I'm hoping to see more in general. Uh, yeah. I still haven't bought a Switch, so if, if there's anything that, like... If there seems to be, like, a lot of games that are announced or, or aspects of existing announced games that are, like, released that will make me push towards a Switch, I'd be happy. But So you're just looking at... More stuff in general. Yeah, just yeah. more stuff from Nintendo. I love Nintendo, but there's there's not a whole lot for the Switch right now. Not enough to make me want to buy one, to make me hunt one down. Yeah, I still have to buy Super Mar- Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that looks good, but it's and essentially the old Mario Kart. Do you think they're going to announce any sort of Smash? I think they'll do a Smash. I think they'll probably do Smash 
like the Wii U version. Kind of like what they did with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's a little disappointing, um, but it makes sense when you've poured so much work into something that's only yeah. like a couple years old at this point. Yeah, and then they'll probably, like, all the DLC will be on there and everything like that. And maybe they'll have a couple of extra stuff out as well. We'll see. I think some people also want to see, like we mentioned before, a Smash Melee HD update because that would be great for the Melee community. Um, I wonder if they're going to come out with anything to be able to use... GameCube controller because that's still a big thing yeah, for the Smash when community. Yeah, when you do that, I'm hopefully maybe it'll come out with like a uh, Bluetooth or wireless GameCube controller. That would like be a smart. Wavebird 2.0. <laughs> yeah, without the dongle. Without the dongle. Um, yeah, if they just did like a Pro controller that was like a GameCube controller, that'd be pretty cool. I love the new Pro controllers. I think those are really cool actually. But um, yeah, one that's like a hefty GameCube controller would be cool. Yeah, you never, you never know. They could announce something like that. And is that Melee HD would be good. I'm sure they'll do more on uh, Mario Odyssey. We'll probably get to see a little bit more on that. Yeah, Grand Theft Mario. Grand Theft Mario. Um, <laughs> it looked like I was watching a modded version of GTA V when I saw the trailer. That's for just it. like one level for it, though. Like the city. Yeah. Like yeah. there's other like levels, but yeah, it kind of looks. Um, going back to like Mario sixty four esque. Yeah, yeah. I um, actually, I really love Super Mario Sunshine, and I'm hoping that it has some aspects of that with like mini games and stuff. I really don't know too much about Odyssey though. Yeah, well, I think we'll get more information from hopefully this E3. Um, I would love. I, I don't know. Might be too early. Maybe they will. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe they want to get more. You know, work on their manufacturing to get more switches. But a Pokemon game for the Switch would be a really cool announcement. Yeah, um, I would personally like to see that because it's a perfect opportunity with this handheld hybrid console system to, to put out a, a Pokemon game. And I'd love to just be able to sit on my couch and play Pokemon and not like have to have a Game Boy or on the go on a small screen. It'd be great for them to cash in on the the increased popularity. Just to, you know, like there was a couple new Pokemon games that came out for like the handhelds, and then like yeah. Pokemon Go is still pretty big for a lot of people and like if they cash in on that sooner rather than later it'd be really great oh yeah no it would be huge for them and i think that would that would be not a, just from like the business side i still want to play like a really cool yeah i, well, I was just, <laughs> i want to sit on my couch and play pokemon i don't want to like have a hand like little handheld i want that option to just sit down play a pokemon game it'd be cool to have like an open world pokemon game kind of like breath of the wild where you like just Breath of the Wild, except for your Ash, and you just walk around and... Catch Pokemon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Fight Team Rocket. Yeah, well, a gamer, like, you... Like, it would be cool if the battles were still kind of set up, like, the old, old like, turn-based. But, like, I don't know, it would be super cool to... You're walking around, and you see a can Charizard. Like, a yeah. big-ass Charizard. Like, in the game, you're just, like, walking through grass, and all of a sudden... It switches to the other screen, but it'd be cool to actually spot some of those things walking around. Yeah. No, it would be fun. I think that would be a... It would be a huge seller for them, and that would be a real big push for the Switch. Because I think... Um, I think this E3 could definitely be important for Switch Year One. Yeah. And, you know, obviously it's still selling out, but that's also because there's, there's a limited amount, amount out there. But once they're actually out on the shelves, you don't want them to be sitting on the shelves during the holiday seasons. Oh. That could be the push that really gets this Nintendo console because Pokemon is huge it spans generations now at this point like you know and they're, they're not going to sell Switches by releasing indie games that you can get on Steam and Playstation 4 or Xbox they're going to they're going to sell Switches by having a Smash game and a Pokemon like the their own IPs yeah and they kind of have to because you know with third party support you're not going to get the cool, like, the HD, nice-looking Call of Duties. You're not going to get a lot of, the, like, the Assassin's Creed games. Like, you can get those, but they're not, like... I'm going to be like, well, I'd rather play it on my PlayStation. It's going to look beautiful. So yeah. get those first-party titles out there that are going to really push it. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of other companies, well, you know, obviously Sony will be there. I'm, I'm actually not quite sure what Sony is going to do this year. The PlayStation Pro Pro. The Pro Pro. The Pro Pro. The Pro Pro. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe we'll see a focus on VR. Maybe a bit. I'm yeah. Thinking, especially with the PlayStation VR. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly what games will be out for it, but I would like to see. Uh, like, not that I would like to see, but I think that's what's going to to be a push for Sony. Will probably be the the VR stuff. Yeah, they seem to be trying to push that a little bit more um, recently. Yeah, and especially since they have the Pro that can actually like handle it a little bit better. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully, Sony can keep keep it up with more first party titles. I mean, you know what? Actually, we'll probably see is uh, probably an update to the new God of War. Did you see that trailer? No. I think it was last year. There's a new God of War coming out, and uh, they showed some some clips on it. Um, but I don't think there's been too many updates in this year. So I'm sure we'll see more of the God of War game as well, too. Um, that's an exclusive. That's a yeah, exclusive. Yeah, it's an exclusive so. to them. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm not sure what else. I haven't really read up too much on what Sony might be doing this year, but hopefully... You know, they, they, they're going to have to definitely be cautious because Microsoft, you know, we'll, we'll see with the Scorpio. I'm sure that, that this gonna is going to be something. I think that. E3 is going to be the big push for the Scorpio um, because this they've been lagging behind Sony this whole entire console war generation, whatever you want to call it. And, um, well, you know, hopefully they'll be able to show off the capabilities of what the Scorpio can really do. And, you know, some people are saying, oh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like PlayStation Pro. Some people are saying it's going to be, like, better. Um, so, And, of course, they're going to be focusing, I think, on the 4K aspects as well, too, that uh, Sony doesn't necessarily have. Um, even with a Pro, it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's just like a slight... It's slightly behind, and I think that they're going to need every little push that they can to, to have an advantage to say, hey, ours is better. Yeah, we'll probably get the all the specs. Like, we'll get some, you know, actual demos to see what it looks like. Probably, um, probably get a release date out of it, too. They should really push how compatible their Xbox One is with um, Windows 10, which is not something I really realized because I didn't have Windows 10. But Oh, yeah, that's been a big push, too. It's great how similar those are. I didn't even realize that until I just got this laptop. And, uh... What laptop? It's a fire. <laughs> um, it's my first Windows 10 computer because I exclusively... I ex- was exclusively using 7 on my, my, like, gaming computer. And uh, the first thing it did was, like, Oh, if you have an Xbox, like you can hook it up like this, and you can like access your Xbox home screen from your laptop while you're playing a game, so you don't yeah. have to like switch back and forth. Like you just have your laptop with you, which is. And weird. I think they're they're gonna be pushing. I think streaming. Yeah. With the games and whatnot. Which is super cool. For certain games, otherwise you you're getting an extra bit of induced lag, but. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, for like certain games, like. Um, I don't know, Assassin's Creed, where I'm not, anything that's not multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be fine. Yeah, which is something I can do with Steam, so it's cool that Xbox can do that too. Yeah, so that'll be their... Big push, I don't know what the cat's doing. It's the cat. Let me go check on the cat. <laughs> hey! Did I knock my, my tile off? Oh no! <laughs> quick cat check. Sorry guys, cat check. <laughs> um, hate that cat. Uh, I didn't say that. It's not my cat, so. Um, but yeah, this will be a big year. I mean, this will be a big E3 to, to get confidence in Microsoft's Xbox One and um, hopefully push sales for them because really they've, they've just been way behind in this console war and it's their time opportunity to catch up. So each, yeah, each one's kind of got their own uh, thing they got to do. PlayStation's got to show why they're dominant. Uh, Nintendo's got to just prove that they're not going to be a... A flop, <laughs> you know, like kind of with the Wii U, um, and yeah, Microsoft's got a. Are we getting a new Halo game? Did I hear something about that? I don't know. Did you see anything about that? The only thing I saw was that the uh, the guy who's been working with the Halo team for the past ten years left recently. Oh really? So the only thing in my mind is that you get some fresh blood in there, maybe do something a little bit different with the Halo series, which is what they did with like. Halo Wars and stuff, but this is—I mean, this is definitely the time that Microsoft needs to shine. We're yeah, already, shake things up. We're already mid bit. to late, you know, into this uh, cycle. Yeah, we're almost in the second and, quarter. Uh, and with this, uh, 
with this Xbox Scorpio, if you're really going to push it, you're probably going to want to put out a Halo game. You're going to want to put out um, Forza, Gears, like all the staples. They'll probably... I'm, I'm, cu- I'm really curious if they're going to like... If there's going to be a way for them to currently upscale the games that they already have out, or if they're going to come out with like Gears of War 4K edition, you know? Yeah. Things like that. So we'll see. Um... Other than that, yeah, there's a couple of games I would like to see from uh, some of the third-party developers. One that I haven't seen any news of that I really want to see news of is the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, that was announced a couple of years ago, but there hasn't really been anything on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because Resident Evil 7 took over for that. But Resident Evil 2 was regarded as it's regarded as one of the top Resident Evil games and that originally came out for the PlayStation 1. Yeah. And... Um, there was the announcement that a remake was coming up, but nothing's really been said since then. So I would like to see that great survival horror game. If they do it like the Resident Evil 1 remake, um, when they did that, I'd be happy if it's along those lines. Um, probably, oh yeah, I did see there was news, no Shenmue 3. Um, do you, are you even aware I'm of Shenmue? Just, <laughs> no, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Shenmue was a game that was... Uh, came out for the uh, the Dreamcast originally. Okay. Um, kind of open world esque, um, story focused too for sure. Um, but that's been they did the first one was on Dreamcast, second one was on the Xbox, and then the third one um, was actually kickstarted two years ago. They actually okay. did like a live kickstarter like oh at e3 two years ago i'm like oh we're gonna do it like start the kickstarter it's gonna start now and then it got funded um really fast that's so um but i haven't seen anything new and updates in a little while now i mean here periodically you'll see something but um i guess they're not gonna be at e3 this year doing anything with that which kind of disappointing yeah i want to see what's going on with that um, and then lastly, I'd like to see Final Fantasy VII Remake um, news as well. That's been uh, another game of interest to me, because I was a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. Yeah. You, you probably never played it either? I played ten. That was it. <laughs> that was the only game I played. Yeah. And should, I, I don't know. Just you should go back and play seven, but you should play seven like on the PC and get the mods for it. Because the mods update like the sprite, oh, okay. like they make the sprites look better and everything. Okay. And, oh, and like I get like lightsabers and stuff, force yeah, powers. Maybe. No, probably not. No, because it's a turn-based RPG. So yeah. yeah. Um, but there'll hopefully be updates on that because that'll be cool. That's been they've just been like sprinkling things here and there. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a better idea of when it's gonna come out or how far they are in development, but. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably, uh, some of the things I'd like to see out of E3. Um, any you, about you? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know I'm looking for more on Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. I've talked enough too. about Battlefront 2, but I, I think that they'll probably, they'll probably be a big thing for EA to push. Oh, yeah, for sure. While they're there. Are they, are they gonna have, a, like, a, a VR X-Wing mission in it? I don't know if that's what it is or not, because they tease the X-Wing last year for the PS4 maybe the Pro I remember that um, I don't know if it has anything to do with Battlefront or not oh, but okay. it, it could have been something that they were working on because I, I honestly feel like Battlefront was a test to get ready for Battlefront 2 because yeah. Battlefront 2 just seems like such a better game than Battlefront already maybe they are going to add in some some elements. I know that there's going to be a lot of space battle stuff with the new one, so... That would be a cool way to implement VR. Yeah. I'm not like... I don't know if I can play VR. I did try a little bit of it. Um, but, um... And I didn't get dizzy, luckily, but we'll have to see. The other... The other game that I'm looking forward to, and I'm not, I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan. The last Call of Duty I really, really enjoyed was uh, Modern Warfare 2 mm-hmm. on my 360. Um, just because the the maps were so memorable right. on that one, um, but before that was World at War. It was the last like really good World War Two shooter. That's what, uh, they're going back to right. Yeah, they're going back to it. I forget what this one's called, um, but yeah, Call of Duty's moving back to it with a new developer too. 
So they switched developers. It's not... Oh, they're um, not doing it. Oh, wait, that wasn't... Is that Battlefield I was thinking of? Who had dice? Battlefield, Battlefield is Battlefield. The new um, new Call of Duty is a different developer, um, which they, is cool. Don't both of them, like, EA and Activision, both have, like, two developers that work on those games? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, like, cycle through, like, so that they can get one out each year or something? I thought that's how they do it. Um, I think that that's what they do. I'm not super familiar. Trey Treyarch was that one of them before? Treyarch used to do. I think that they did the old World War Two one. Um. Either way, I was watching the new like Infinite Warfare, whatever, and it just doesn't look. I don't know. I thought I was watching a new Halo game. They were like running on the walls, and they had like weird colors on their uniform, and I'm just. I don't know, Modern Warfare was good because it was still, like, present day. It was, like, a war game. It was fun. You could be a sniper. But I really... Like, if I want a space game, I'm, I'd rather just play Halo or Star Wars. I don't want this weird, like, Call of Duty version of... And that's just me being super, super picky. Yeah, I mean, both of them, both Battlefield and Call of Duty, are going back to the past now. I mean, Battlefield 1. Yeah. I don't like Which the I didn't, numbering system. Which I didn't play... But... But it seems people liked it. It seems like it was well received. Yeah, yeah. So it's just called Call of Duty World War Two. Okay. WW Two, um, and it's coming November third for Xbox, PlayStation Four, and PC. Um, I don't see who the new developer is. Well, that'd be, that's interesting because then you know you you play Battlefield One, World War One setting, and then you jump over to Call of Duty World War Two setting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's Activision is still the publisher and Activision is going to wait. Activision is actively like not leaking anything until E3. So I think we're probably going to see a lot more about it at E3. Cool. Which is cool. It looks like a lot more fun. And, uh, I think that they're going to bring back Nazi zombies, which is great. Nazi zombies. You remember that? No, because I didn't play, I didn't play Call of Duty. Oh, it was a big thing with me and my friends. We'd always play Nazi. It was like this... Sub game in the old world at war. Yeah, where I, I think I think most of them still have a zombie mode of some sort. Like yeah, it's just that that's come out. because it was a World War Two game. They weren't just regular zombies; they were Nazi zombies. Well, I think in like the futuristic ones, and they have like space, like something like that. Something or other. Stuff. I don't know, so I'm excited for that. I think that will be that's those are the two games that I'm most looking forward to, like big major releases right. that I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah, so we'll see what happens at. E3 2017. Yeah. June 10th, I think it is. It starts. Yeah. It'll be exciting. That's uh, something to look forward to. Yeah. So other than that, uh, anything else going on? Well, I guess there is something else that when I did... Uh, I actually watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's about time. Yeah, and I saw it for the second time with you. Oh, yeah, you did. That was your second time, too. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. About that. Um, did you... So last so wait, time... Oh, no, 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 no. All right. You go ahead. No, I was gonna say, this if we're gonna go into this, this is gonna be a spoiler. spoiler yeah. Oh, so spoiler, many spoilers! I'm gonna spoiler. spoil the shit out of this movie. So yes, if you're watching, this is a spoiler. Everyone dies. Everyone. It's not true, but yeah, this is a spoiler. Uh, gonna be spoil spoiler filled. So you know, if you haven't seen the movie, you don't you know turn this off. Don't watch it. Don't listen to it. Um. But yeah, now that we've gotten the, that there's spoilers up ahead. We'll let you know when to tune back in. Yeah. So just like plug your ears and then we'll, we'll tell you when to tune back in. Okay, so yeah. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. You watched it a second time. What I'm curious about, because mm-hmm. the music for me is a huge part of Guardians. Like the first one and the second one, music is like almost like what makes part of the movie is like the cool soundtrack. And the first soundtrack was great, I think. Yeah. I Unarguably, like, fantastic. fantastic. You weren't as impressed with it, which is fair, uh, before you saw the movie. You listened to the soundtrack before you saw the movie. Did seeing the movie change your opinion of the soundtrack? No. No? That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I, there's good songs in there. They're just... Uh, Not as many. Mostly of them are pretty mellow tunes for the most part. There's a lot more mellow ones. I think that I gained, like, a better appreciation of some of the tracks, like, going back and listening to them and watching the movie. But I think I agree that I, I agree with you that, like, there's a lot more 
fun songs on like the first one and there's just like a lot more songs that i don't skip on the first one like even that funny part in the beginning with mr blue sky was funny yeah but it could have been they didn't need to play the whole song yeah i, I thought i thought that the it's animation long, team was like you know what fuck you guys we're not gonna animate this giant monster for that long we're just gonna animate group for three minutes and yeah save like 30 I seconds can't about the monster thing. either but it was just like it's just like, all right, you could cut it at a certain point. It went a little too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the music went with it fine. It just, yeah, it wasn't as fun. as Like, the first soundtrack had not as many mellow tunes. Yeah, and, like, it's hard to beat, like, Hooked on a Feeling and, like, uh, the... You are being your comadas. It's, yeah. like, super funny tracks to have in a song, in a movie that, that that's, like, Kind of violent and kind of out there. Yeah, but... So, yeah, I mean, it still was fine. Um, with the movie overall, it was good. It was. I'd give it a good. Yeah. Good, good, strong, to quite strong. Not as good as the first one, which, you know, it's direct comparison since it's a sequel, is the compared to the first one, I... I yeah, I didn't get the same feeling I did with the first one. Maybe because the first one was just that new thing, but I can go back and watch it and still enjoy it. Yeah, when I watched this one, I just didn't have that same feeling. Yeah, I thought that the the, the pacing was so quick, um, and like I get it, it's like a fast paced action movie, and it's like a Guardians movie, so it's like mm-hmm. it is just quick. But like you were changing scenes like every couple of seconds, like you were never in one place for very long. I think the longest that you were in one place was the intro with Groot, mm-hmm. because it was like a three minute song and it played almost the whole thing, but. I think there was one thing that detracted a bit from the movie for me was Guardians is different because it's got good comedy mixed in with the action. I felt like this one just focused too much on comedy a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of comedy in there. Like, just thrown in there, here, there, thrown, you know, like, it's fine, it's funny, but like, I don't know. Yeah, the thing it took away a little bit for me. Yeah. It could have been too that the action wasn't like I think if there was more action it would have like made up for how much comedy they threw in but it was so fast paced that like I was a little bit bored on that last action scene because it was just like it was lasting too long like every other scene was like 30 seconds and you were just like pounding through these scenes and then you just have like 15 minutes of um, it probably wasn't 15 minutes, but it felt like 15 minutes of that last battle. I'm like, all right, we, we know they're going to, like, come on, you could do it. Get it over with. Yeah. I don't know, it, just, it wasn't as exciting because the rest of the movie was so fast and funny that, like, it really slowed down at that battle scene. Yeah, and then, um, you know, the vill- I, I thought uh, Kurt Russell was a pretty cool villain overall. Oh, yeah. Um, it was cool how they incorporated Ego. Because yeah. I was like, how are they? How are yeah, you going to do that without a piece? giant planet? <laughs> Silly. So yeah, obviously you know from the commercial that or the trailer that he's his father. Well, we already warned you. you. Know, if you're complaining planet. at this point, this is your fault. Well, there's nothing. We haven't really spoiled anything. We just talked about the music and the pacing so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ego being his father was in the trailer. The, so. the one, the one, like I thought the animation was like pretty good, considering it's such like a goofy context and there's such yeah. like ridiculous things to animate in this movie. The animation was, like, really, really good. The only part that I had, like, chuckled a bit was uh, when Ego was fighting uh, Star-Lord and, and uh, Yondu in the, like, core of the planet. You see his big face and those, like, tentacles. And to me, it looked like... Just like this. Like, <laughs> little fingers, like, slapping them. Because like when, of like, uh, his big face and little hands just, like, slapping him around. Yeah, I liked when Peter turns into Pac-Man. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Power. Um, but even then, like, it, like, I, it was funny, but, like, it takes away from the severity of this battle going yeah. on, you know? It was, it was funny, he also turned, uh, uh, Ego turns into David Hasselhoff. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, so that was pretty good. I think the only thing, well, I think another thing, though, that I was kind of pushed or forced was Yondu being the father figure to Peter, which he was... And you got to see it from Yandu's side, but he didn't. Him and Peter didn't really share that much uh, screen time. Him and Star Lord during the movie, not until the end. Yeah, and I thought that if, I don't know, like I get it. They 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 probably didn't think that far ahead, but 
even in the first one, they could have dropped maybe a few more hints about it. You know? Yeah, like, I mean, you, Yandu's this tough guy. You're not going to show him being more tender, but it just kind of, like, all of a sudden got got out. Oh, you know, he really actually cared about Peter, blah, blah, blah. And they didn't really, like, other than that last, like, ten minutes, maybe? That's, like, the only screen time I think they shared together. Yeah, and so, I think they really tried to drive home. They really tried to add it in in the beginning of the movie. Like, oh, you're going soft. Well, why is the reason he's going soft? Oh, because he always has defended Peter. Yeah. They said it without, like, showing it to you. Yeah, I just didn't... I don't know. It hurt it in that scenario, I think. Yeah, I just didn't see, like... I I think it would have been fine if you got to see a little bit more of them, like, somewhere in the midway in the movie. Maybe Yondu. Like, because I'm trying to think. Was there other scenes where he sees Yondu? No, I think the first time he sees them is when they're in the spaceship together. He, like, gets in the cockpit at the end, and he's like, Yondu? Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I think that's... argue the whole time. Yeah, I think that was about it. Like, I think there should have been maybe a scene where, like, Yandu's telling him, like, hey, don't go see your father or something. Like, it's going to be a bad idea if you go do that or something. Yeah. Like, the only like towards their yeah, the only mention of their relationship is like when his crew is saying, you know, he always defended Peter, no matter how times he like, crossed you. Yeah, well, and him which and, is like a hint towards him. Yeah, him and Raccoon, him. I think, talk about it a little bit too, and even which is also first, weird because yeah. they're, they're not like I get that they broke out of the jail cell together, but there wasn't enough time for them to actually build like a. And then uh, him at well, I mean, and and Yandu even you know it's even implied he's always been soft on Peter in the first movie as well too, but yeah, I don't know. I just there should have been more. I think with those two together, yeah. Peter or I keep calling Peter Star Lord, and Yandu kind of uh, at least the mid scene where Yandu's like trying to just convince him not to see his father like because he knows something, that, but he won't tell him exactly. I don't know. I think that I think that what have, what would have done the movie some real good is is uh, not to like harp on the pacing, but like you have better pacing when you have a scene that can fit more dialogue. They fit as much dialogue as they could into these small brackets, and you end up not getting enough information about the characters for the end to make sense. They're almost like forcing you to fill in the blanks of like, oh, maybe when they were in the jail cell, they connected, and that's why their bond was better. But like. A movie like uh, fucking Pulp Fiction, where each scene is just dialogue. There's whole scenes yeah. where there's like not very much action, and it's just like very long dialogue scenes. But the dialogue is so good, it fills in all of those gaps, and it doesn't force you to do it yourself. And then maybe the battle scene would have been a little bit more of like, you know, you're building up to this one big battle, whereas the pacing is so quick with these short little action scenes that like you're getting, you're up here the whole time. There's no dynamic range for you to then jump into this massive battle. You're already yeah. there. So you're a little bit bored that that big battle is taking so long. Yeah. And then, uh, what else would this movie I'm thinking of too? Would the be sisters. The, oh, what the, the um, Gamora, and Nebula. Gamora and Nebula. If anything was forced, that was such like a family matters episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And it felt forced. Cause this whole, this whole movie seemed to be Peter's story. Yeah, Star Lord story, um, and then unlike the last one where Star Lord was the force that brings everyone together, kind of, it was still everyone kind of had their own individual background that was fleshed out. Yeah, um, this one was seems to be mainly revolving around Star Lord. Everyone else seemed like a, a side character, and it sounds even like Drax. It's like. He had just moments of being funny and cool, but he was more like there wasn't any emotional tug with him. Um, Raccoon had, had Raccoon was probably the second most important character, just kind of him and Star Lord arguing with one another and how he's a dick, you know. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the first movie was them kind of coming together, and this movie was them like trying to stay together. In spite of the fact that they're all kind of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are like great people. Stealing those batteries. Yeah. It, but maybe they're trying to flesh out some of the characters in this one so that way they can do, you know, like if they knock out Gamora and Peter in this one, maybe they can do like Drax and Raccoon in the next one. Which like Drax has a pretty interesting backstory, doesn't he? Like that'd be yeah. a pretty interesting he wants flesh to kill out. Thanos. Yeah. He's like one of the only people that can kill Thanos, too. I think the ones who run into Beta Ray Bill, too. Don't Guardians run into him? They probably do at some point. 
That'd be inter- that'd be yeah. interesting. A couple of people have run to Beta Ray Bill. I mean, he Thor, you know. That'd be fun. He's that'd like be a, a fun thing too. Horse Thor, Horse Thor, alien Horse Thor. Um, but yeah, overall, it was good. It was a good movie. Just uh, it's not as uh, didn't get me as much as the first one did. I think also the first one had more like well placed comedy. Yeah. Some of the comedy in here was just kind of like more, cr- not crude, like it was like bat, like it was just not as well. It was there just to be there. Yeah, it was there just to be there. Um, yeah, I, I I love like it's hard for me to go against anything with the crew in it though. Like I love Jeffrey Zane that he was in, even if it was well placed or not. Like the stupid button thing. Yeah. Well, the button thing I was just kind of like it wasn't as funny just because like it was it was in so well featured in the trailer. Yeah, they're just like, all right, it's the button part. Yeah, you, and you knew that he was gonna like almost press it at the end, but not press it. Yeah, I like the tape thing. Um, it was super stupid, but I it just I appreciated the tape. This. Oh, when they just put it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't want to have tape. And I just appreciated the little like, uh, did you ask Nebula? Yeah, no, you didn't like that, <laughs> like that, like. I don't know. It's like an everyday thing that like I would do. Like, yeah. Ask most people, and then you go back, and they're like, "Well, you didn't check with this person." I'm like, well, they were there. Like, no. it was a very human thing to do, and I I thought it was funny. Now, spoiler alert. Um, again, uh, Yandu does die. Yeah. In this, that was a little heartbreaking. That was yeah. That was I thought that was sad. like an actual touching moment. I mean, maybe that plays into it because he doesn't, you know, Peter just sees him randomly, and then he dies, and it's kind of. Sad. I guess you could make. The point for that being sad yeah um, and i think that you don't always get you don't always get to have those moments where you get to fully explain your redemption yeah. so like yandu was a dick for a long time and had like five minutes to redeem himself and yeah sometimes that's life. actually what happens and i i thought that was not i didn't think that was too terrible yeah he got a good send-off too with the uh the ravager funeral. Yeah. that was kind of that was cool the balboa funeral yeah, uh, yeah. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone's in this that movie. Was so shocking! It's like the like whatever. He's like the head of the the um, Ravagers or whatever, or like a faction of the Ravagers. <laughs> you broke all our hearts, you dude. <laughs> um, I I thought one. I actually thought one of the funny things too was the the Zune. <laughs> Fucking the Zune. Zune was hysterical. <laughs> Everyone on Earth is using it these days. <laughs> they pull out the freaking Microsoft Zoom and fail, their like failed version of the iPod. You can fit a hundred songs on here. Yeah. A hundred songs! <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, some of the end credits were good too when you had the Groot who was like a teenage, angsty teenager kind of stage. He was like partially grown and stuff which hints that like by the time the next movie comes out that the guardians are in is yeah. probably infinity war part one and like adult group will be adult again which is gonna be so badass the only thing that I, was, I was i like i liked all how they did all those like little end scenes and they were like different ones the only thing i was disappointed was that we didn't see any uh no thanos or or something to lead into another movie, or you know. Uh, there's like a pretty big hit at another movie, though. Wait, which one was it? Am I am I, am I forgetting something? Adam. Oh, Adam. Like that's like, Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. I like it's got to be Adam Warlock. Yeah, probably. I just was hoping to see like another scene with like Thanos and to lead up to the Infinity War, maybe. Yeah. Or something. But like Ragnarok is coming. Yeah. There's probably going to be a really big freaking hint about Thanos at the end of Ragnarok. Because that's the big, that's the next, like, major Avenger movie before Infinity War. Because I doubt that Black Panther is going to be very Avenger heavy. Thanos, more like Lamos. <laughs> Played by John Stamos. That'd be, a, that'd be such a badass thing. <laughs> Thanos. Stamos or Thanos? <laughs> Thanos played by John Stamos. We already know Thanos is played by Josh Brolin, who is going to be playing uh, Cable. Is that confirmed? Yeah, that was confirmed. That he's playing That's cool. So he's going to be playing two different Marvel characters for two different studios. Like, it matters. What's no, his face plays, like, every character ever. Oh, but, yeah, no, uh, it doesn't matter. Especially considering <laughs> that, like, in, he's, as Thanos, he's mostly, like, CGI anyways. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not like it really makes a difference. Just that voice. Yeah, I liked his voice, though. He's, like, uh, in the first Guardians when he's talking down to the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. 
So yeah. I'll bathe the Starways in your blood. It's going to be badass when we finally see him. At least I hope. I hope that they're not, you know, eight movies deep into this, like, lead up to Infinity War. And, and he's like, hey guys, it's Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> um, no, Thanos should be cool. I just, I'm wondering if that, I think, yeah, do you, it's going to be two parts of the Infinity War, I think. Yeah, part one and part two was the last I heard. Like Breaking Dawn, part one. Yeah. Deathly, Deathly Hallows. Hallows. Part one. Didn't uh, Hunger Games do that too? Yep. Yeah. Mockingjay, part one, part two. It'll be interesting. But I think Ragnarok is really going to set the... It's got to like set a lot of this up. Because I don't think there's anything else in between that could set it up as much as Ragnarok could. I think I'll end up liking Ragnarok. It, the, the trailer looks so the trailer makes good. it look good but we'll see but like I think just because I've been so disappointed with the first two Thor movies like as long as it's better than those I'll probably yeah but you like loved it. Winter Soldier right? yeah and Civil War those are like like the first Cat movie wasn't very good yeah but I'm saying the first two Thor movies like yeah. it's not just like oh the first one wasn't that great like yeah the first Cat movie was okay yeah the first Thor movie meh but then like they did the second one wasn't good I don't really remember I don't even really remember the second Thor movie I don't remember it was like it just didn't no it didn't impress. like it's not worth remembering I think because it Which really wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah Ragnarok will look super cool and we'll see what happens with that but yeah, going back to Guardians, I'd say I'd give it a, you know, watch it. Watch the movie if you're a fan of the series. I just, uh, again, I think just a kind of a different, different from the first. So expect that. I mean, a lot of the same, but overall just different pacing, as we mentioned. Um, just a lot of humor, maybe a little too much in my opinion. Um, I think that if they, yeah. if they did like a really, really good third Guardians, it could be like a solid trilogy. Like sure. that would be like Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. This would is be, like this is like the it's Empire not bad Strikes enough Back. to be. What? I said this is like the Empire Strikes Back of the Empire Guardians. Strikes Back is like the best one. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, it's the darkest. Yeah, I'm trying to think of another example, but a lot of sequels are like. I can only think of examples of the sequels that are better than the first one. Like Iron Man. Sequels are better than the first one. Um. Iron Man, the Cap series. Well, I thought Iron Man 1 is better than 2. You like 1 better than 2? Yeah. So maybe that's a good example, because... No, because the 3 wasn't super great. Yeah, 3... It was forgettable. Honestly, that... And that's a very opinionated one. Is it? Yeah, a lot of... There's a lot of people who think 3 is the best. And there's... It's a very divided... Huh. Like, on... Some people think 3 is the best, some people... I thought it was a defining like moment for Tony Stark, the character, because that's, like his quote to Spider-Man from the trailer from Homecoming of like, he's like, come on, I need the suit. And he's like, if you need the suit, then like, you don't deserve the suit. And that's like what he learned in the third one. He like learned to be Iron Man without the suit. And I thought that that was cool, but was the, like, just because there's a cool theme doesn't necessarily make the movie good. You know, again, yeah, like, I don't know. I thought the villain was very much cooler too. It's a very divided, like, some people absolutely love it some people absolutely hate it but there's actually a lot of people that actually really like it too um yeah uh, x-men 2 was better than x-men 1 spider-man 2 spider-man 2 with the toby Maguire. so much better than one and then you know it's like hard to get that third though sometimes yeah yeah i mean like dark knight kind of failed on the third Slightly. I liked it. I liked the third. But some people, it's not regarded as the... The second one's the better. Yeah, second the one's better. better. I thought the third was better than the first one, though. I'm not a huge fan of Batman I like the first one. Really? Yeah, I, I really... I've watched it. I've watched it a couple of times, like, more recently. Again, I, I like the first one a lot, actually. Hmm. Especially yeah. the scene where... Uh, my favorite part of that movie is the scene where the, the he's at the, the mansion and uh, Rock... Well, technically, you're supposed to pronounce it Ra's al Ghul, but it's Ra's al Ghul in the movie. No, and uh, the ladies introducing him. You know how? You, do you remember that scene? They're they're, they're having a, it's his birthday party. They're in the right, mansion. Right. There's this lady, and she goes up to Bruce. She's like, Bruce, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Ra's al Ghul. 
and it shows like a fake Roz for a second. He's like, you're not Roz Al Ghul. I watched him die. And like, I'm thinking that, what's that lady thinking in her head? <laughs> like, the one that introduces <laughs> She just like walks. I, I don't even remember if they show her again, but I imagine she'd be walking away like, um, what? <laughs> what just happened? What? what are you talking about? It's all right. She and probably then, died in the fire. Anyways. Yeah. And then that's when Liam Neeson shows up as the real Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. To kind of. I forgot about that. I just yeah. watched it recently too. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Um, anything else to talk about or? No, Guardians, uh, what, 8 out of 10? What's your scale? So I would give Guardians 1... I don't know, it's... uh, It's hard to do ratings, because then, like... Yeah, because some people put, like, Godfather at, like, 10, you know? I want to give Guardians, like, 1, like, a 9 to 9.5. And in terms of superhero movies, it's... That and Winter Soldier are probably my top two favorite... Well... Like, of the Marvel side. Because then you could throw Dark Knight into there. Yeah. Like, top three would be, like, that Dark Knight, uh, Winter Soldier. Like, not nothing, um, not in an order. So, I would probably give this... I, I honestly, I think I'd give it a 7.5. 7.5? I'd probably give it a 7.5. So, it's worth watching. It's it's better than, uh, as we just noted, like, a lot of the other Marvel movies. Like, Thor 2 wasn't very good. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot that weren't great. And I think this one stands above most of those. But... Yeah, sure. Better than, like, you know, like, Ant-Man. <laughs> or, like... Excuse me? Movies. I loved Ant-Man. You loved Ant-Man? I thought Ant-Man was fantastic. I, like... I really wanted Ant-Man to be so good. And I love Paul Rudd. I think oh he's my god, I love Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was great. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but Maybe I did not have high feelings of Ant Man. What didn't you like about Ant Man? It was just like I uh, thought it was funny, cheesy little. I thought it was funny. Like it was like it wasn't like it wasn't exactly a superhero movie. But it was, it, like, it just was fun. And thought it was predictable near the end. Like, it was super predictable villain, super predictable what was going to happen. And... That's been part of, I mean, that, I think that's a Marvel thing, too. Yeah. Marvel never does Well, they toss their oh, director that's why hopefully... through, too. Oh, did they? Yeah, and he wanted it to be more of, like, a, a... I forget what the director had done before, but it was more of, like, something that Paul Rudd would do really well in. Like, a kind of goofy movie, because Ant-Man's... Kind of a goofy superhero. He's not... I mean, honestly... Can he, you have a serious Ant-Man? Honestly, he wasn't developed as a goofy superhero, though, when he was first made. He was a founding Avenger. Um, him and Wasp. Um, but that's what I mean, though. Like, nowadays, can you do a live-action Ant-Man that isn't, like... Like, he's from, like, this golden age of Marvel where you have... And they didn't even use Henry Pym as the main yeah. Ant-Man, either. Because Henry Pym was... Um, the founding Avenger, yeah, man, and then I use Scott Lang, the second one. Um, but I like, I just thought that they could have done like almost like a Guardians type thing with Ant Man and have it be this fun. I thought it was fun, I thought it was so much fun. Parts of it were fun, but near the end, it got too serious for an Ant Man movie, and I just, I don't know, I, I had high hopes for really? it. Really, because at the end, they're like battling on a table with the choo choo train and like. It freaking, like, the guy's like, ah, and then the train just flops over. And then the train gets big and falls through the house, and, like, yeah, you know, know, like, the ant gets giant, and, like, man, I have one ugly-looking dog. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, that was that was so much fun. Yeah. I, I think that, that they should have stuck with their first, the first director left, because he had, like, creative differences with, like, the Marvel execs. And they hired someone else, and she was like, the person who took over was like, I really want to do, like, a serious Ant-Man movie. And I was like, no, you're going to ruin it. I don't know. I, I There was, I think you have to watch it again. Yeah, maybe we need to watch it. Do you have it? Let's watch it right now. No, I don't have it. I was going to get an oil change soon. I should have to leave soon anyways for an oil change, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I think you should watch it again. I love maybe it. Maybe we'll redo that. I thought it was so much fun. <laughs> um, So much fun. So funny. Like. Honestly, I like I rank it up there in my top five. I think. Man, maybe I need to reevaluate movies because I thought it was just so much fun. I just remember having There's such like, high hopes for it because I, I love Ant Man. I'm like trying to think of all the serious movie, uh, serious parts in it. It's like, like maybe some of the the battle scene once they go from 
like once they're in the lab and they battle it out, you know, and then in the helicopter they like battle it out a little bit. Like those are me. No, no, not even then because yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I don't know. Maybe you need to be like. I haven't seen it. I watched it in theaters when it came out, and that was the last time I watched oh, it. Oh man! I remember being disappointed. I thought it was so good because I had such high hopes for it because I love it. I thought it was gonna be so good because Paul Rudd is just fucking hilarious. There's like I just Ti was in it and that, he had just moments and like I forget <laughs> what that um, that other guy is the Hispanic guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name in real life. Like he was just super funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll rewatch it. I'll come back next week. Yeah, you should rewatch it because it's my homework. I love that movie. I think that's that's. I think it is one of my top five for the Marvel movies, definitely. But uh, all right, I guess um that's all we have to talk about. We'll have to cut it short because I have to go get an oil change, and Brian's gonna record some music today. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'll throw some sounds up, but uh, just as like the obligatory. Uh, check out our Twitter at Super Sidekicks. We also have a Tumblr page that has all of our like links to Google Play and iTunes on it, which is just supersidekickspodcast.tumblr.com. Um, it's a good place to just go to find out where we exist on the social medias, and um, we'll we'll post like our videos and our and our podcasts up there. Um, also, if you feel free, I mean, I'll, I have a link as well in there, and sometimes I'll post when we have new videos too. But you can also follow me on Instagram, uh, uh, Retro Game Hunter. Yeah, is my uh, my link, and I've got some mostly focus around video games, nerdy stuff. Um, but yeah, feel free to join us there. Ask any questions on Twitter, or the comments section. If there's anything you want us to discuss, and we'd be more than happy to uh, discuss those things. In the next videos. Yeah. And otherwise, have a great next two weeks until our next episode. Or whenever. You know, I got time this weekend. Yeah. Maybe we'll actually have something planned out more than, yeah. than this one. We legitimately planned this out like 10 minutes before we started. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. We were a little busy this week. Yeah. Um, but Just yeah, check it. us out. Uh, this will be up on iTunes and stuff tomorrow. The videos will be up for the next three weeks. Um, bye. Thanks. Bye.